0: Hello, and welcome to episode number six of Life with Ed, the podcast. I'm Julia Wirth, your host, a registered dietitian here in New Haven, Connecticut, and I'm really happy that you've come back or found Life with Ed for the first time. Today on the podcast, we're going to have executive director of Greater Hartford Girls on the Run, Nancy Woodward. If you haven't heard of Girls on the Run, you should. You should look it up. Um, It's a program based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, but it's actually international, so worldwide, and it's focused on helping girls um, build self-esteem, be encouraged to be outside, to be active, um, to feel good about themselves and their body. So I was really interested in, in interviewing Nancy to see how the program could help girls you know, fight off eating disorders or prevent them from even happening. When I interviewed Nancy, I had not yet started my season as a Girls on the Run coach, so I had a lot of questions and was really curious. Um, But now that I have been a Girls on the Run coach for almost two months, I can see it happening firsthand. The girls on my team are stronger, they are more confident in themselves, and I just think it's an awesome program. So much better than any any program that I was involved in in terms of, you know, increasing body positivity and self-confidence um, in school. So you're in for a real treat today on the podcast. But before we get started, um, I want to have a little life update from Julia, your host here. This week on Sunday... My best friend, Kylie, uh, we've been best friends since we were three, is getting married. And I am so excited and nervous and and happy for her and her fiancé, Colin. They're an awesome couple. Um, But being on the sidelines uh, as the maid of honor for this wedding, I have witnessed secondhand the stress and just the like crazy pressure that our society puts on weddings And puts on people who are getting married, what they should look like, what they need to do, how everything needs to be perfect. So if that's a topic that interests you, if you have a lot of weddings coming up this season, that will be next episode, episode seven. So tune back in for sure. And if you have any questions uh, before we get going on this podcast or afterwards, please email me at worth w-e-r-t-h your while nutrition at gmail.com or check me out on instagram at jbworth or twitter at jboel b-o-e-l worth and you could check out my website worth um so here we go with nancy and so nancy is the executive director of the girls on the run program for greater hartford yes, is that correct that's correct great um, so I just wanted to ask, like, how did you get involved with Girls on the Run and, and a little bit about the program?
1: Sure. Um, so interestingly, I actually just applied for a job. I didn't know much about Girls on the Run prior to that, yeah. but I was really interested in their mission and vision. And I think what resonated for me was that I wish I had had a program like that when I was growing up, and I wanted to be able to bring it to girls, uh, because I know it's so important. So that's how I got involved um, with Girls on the Run. Girls on the Run is an international organization. It's based in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's 21 years old, and it's a girls' empowerment after-school program for girls in grades three through eight. So the traditional Girls on the Run program is for girls in grades three through five, and then Heart and Soul is for girls in grades six through eight, the middle school program. And basically, we teach girls through our intentional curriculum how to build a life and a toolbox based on confidence and character, compassion and care, connection and community service so that no matter what they face in life, whether they're in elementary school, middle school, high school, or beyond, they have the skills and resources to face and handle whatever life comes at them while creating a healthy, active world for themselves. That's a lot
0: you're trying to accomplish, (laughs) but awesome. Um, I know you have a big focus on body image. Is that correct in the program?
1: I wouldn't say big, but it's certainly part of it is to how to get girls to recognize that they are valuable and worthy regardless of what they look at and to celebrate exactly who they are, not based on appearance, but based on who they are as a person and that they can develop good, solid friendships and healthy relationships, and it's not based on looks.
0: Okay, that makes sense. That's really cool. Definitely didn't have that
1: (laughs) when I was in school. No, I did not have that either, and I think for those of us who didn't have it, we really feel the repercussions of the culture we live in based on looks, and especially as you grow older, it becomes more and more difficult because our culture doesn't value older people and the aging process so if we can teach girls how to combat those cultural mistakes so to speak they're going to have a more positive life and a happier healthier life
0: yeah for sure that's awesome so you have all these goals you're trying to accomplish um how do you do that
1: so we work with um, all schools, private, public, magnet, parochial, and we bring the program to their schools for after school, or we work with community centers, so Boys and Girls Club, a Jewish Community Center, YWCA's, and it's a 10 to 12 week program. The teams meet twice a week for 90 minutes each session. And through the curriculum that we have developed with International, based on the impact that we're trying to accomplish, we train our volunteer coaches to deliver that curriculum and have the ripple effect of those six C's that we're trying to accomplish. What are the six C's again? (laughs) I'll do my best, ready? Confidence, character, care and compassion, connection, community impact oh there's one more we're missing so let's go with five
0: <laughs> okay that's fine um I actually am a girls on the run coach as well so that's super exciting um I did the training last in the fall okay. but then I didn't end up getting to coach a team because I got a new job and my schedule was so crazy um but I'm starting this season in New Haven
1: so I'm super excited it's It's. you're going to love it Because we hear, just as we said before, for women who haven't had the program, the lessons are still valuable. And we still need to teach ourselves and remember those lessons. So we hear from so many coaches, not just in our council, but across the country, Mm -hmm. that these lessons resonate with them and they start to incorporate them in their lives as well. And so it's so great because the coaches are benefiting from it. They're using them at home with their children. They're using them for themselves and then obviously for the girls that are in their program. So it's really a wonderful ripple domino effect. So I know you're going to love it because once you start to see the impact with the girls and how much it is changing them and how excited they are to learn these lessons, you are going to think this is the best best use of my time ever and you just develop such wonderful connections with the girls and I say to the coaches all the time don't assume that a girl doesn't need this program based on appearances whether she's in a high resource town or low resource town all girls need this because you don't know what's going on at home and you don't know what's going on in school life for them and so to have someone for 10 weeks meet them after school and learn their name and say how are you doing and how was your math test and uh, you're fantastic and let's learn how to make your star power glow, it really changes the girls because they have more wonderful women and men um, who are their cheerleaders and teaching them how to build a strong life.
0: Yeah, wow, that is really important. I think what you said about um, you know not judging them on what they look like is really important and not only you know in you were saying stuff at home going on or anything but also in terms of illnesses or or with eating disorders you you don't know it's not what they look like that tends to matter
1: no not at all and some of the you know maybe you might see a young girl come who doesn't look like she's physically active but yet she is yeah. but her her eating habits are at home might not be as, as healthy um, or maybe she does look physically fit, but she doesn't eat healthy at all, but you wouldn't know that. And so part of the curriculum is learning about healthy eating and balanced eating and also recognizing the cultural differences with um, different types of food and to really talk about what's healthy and not healthy. But again, it's it's going back to that skill set of believing in yourself and Creating a life and a world and relationships that are based on more than looks and appearance.
0: For sure, you said that um, the lessons often resonate. Resonate. I can't talk today, <laughs> but they often resonate with the coaches or yourself. Do you have a particular lesson that you, you know, keep going back to or remember the most?
1: Oh my gosh, I actually have a couple of them, but okay. um, I think for me there are two. One of them really is star power, and how to not have the clouds um, or negative self-talk cloud your star power, and also how to help others blow away the clouds so that it's blocking their star. We got a lot
0: of imagery going going on. A
1: lot of imagery going on, and so I really love that one. But one of the other examples is um, we teach girls negative self-talk and how to combat that and one of the activities in in one of the curriculum is uh, you know writing something negative about yourself on a piece of paper and then handing it to another girl on your team and she crosses it out and she writes something positive and she crumples it in a ball and hands it back to the girl and you you can spread out the paper um, and see that there's something negative there but it's also the visual of the paper and that the wrinkles and indentations of the negative self-talk are still there. And um, whenever you talk negatively about yourself or someone else, it creates a wrinkle. It creates an impact that you can't always undo. So you just need to stop the negative self-talk. It Mm -hmm. doesn't serve anybody any purpose. And to realize that when you do that, you are making a negative ripple effect for yourself. So I think it's that whole positive belief in yourself and trying really hard to be aware of when we're talking negatively about ourselves because we can be our worst critic. Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: (laughs) And really stop ourselves in the track and say, no, it's not true, and that's not the kind of life I want to bring, and I have amazing qualities about myself. Um, And then that star power, that we all have star power. And the more our star power can shine for ourselves and for others, the happier and healthier we're going to be.
0: Yeah, that's such an awesome lesson to reducing negative talk, because I think it's just so common that you hear someone being like, I don't look good today or like, I'm fat today or whatever. And it's whether they're looking for you to respond or they're just trying to get rid of some emotion It just it makes everyone feel bad
1: it makes everyone feel bad and it makes everyone think oh well gosh I thought she was pretty terrific and she feels negative about herself so hmm what does that say about myself and I think again it with the whole culture and the media and the messages we put out there and the visuals we put out there it really is confusing to to young girls and older women and everyone in between about you know really redefining beauty for yourself and really redefining healthy and strong and it's a challenge to do that with the billions of dollars that are spent on you know makeup and appearance and weight loss tools and gyms and you know everything yeah between the
0: diet industry and the beauty industry we have a lot to combat
1: we have a lot to combat and so this is one way to start to do it at a very early age and we we want people to know that girls on the run is a lifelong program it starts in elementary school and then you 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 do it again a different program in middle school and then in high school you become a junior coach and then whether you choose to work or go to college or a combination you can then become a coach for other girls so that it's it's not just a one-off it's not just oh I did that one time when I was in the fourth grade but really to create those tools for yourself as you get older and like I said the coaches benefit from it as well
0: yeah yeah so you mentioned that you know it's pretty young you're starting in third grade with these girls Um, but are you already seeing like negative body images or like a lot of bad self-talk going on for these girls
1: I have to say we try to limit that during the lessons. You know, we yeah. ju- we just don't allow it, so to speak. And um, one of the lessons that they like the most is "beauties in the eye of the beholder," mm-hmm. and so talking about the media images. And so it gives them a place to to say, "Oh yes, you know, I have friends who say negative self talk about themselves," or "Yes, now I get, now I understand um, how." the Kardashians are maybe not the best role model for me (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) and or I understand how um, Beyonce is a strong artist and I can see her differently and more in depth than just what she looks like and so I wouldn't say that there's a tremendous amount of negative body image coming through in the lessons because we don't we try to stop that before it gets going and, and ripples with the other girls it's, we're starting the middle school program this season. my guess in Connecticut in Connecticut yeah. yes. my guess is we're gonna see more yeah. of the negative body image talk there yeah um, in the middle school program. because third grade is really young. Third grade is really young. Not that it doesn't happen yeah, but I think we're gonna see it more in the middle school program yeah. the, the heart and soul program this spring.
0: I only bring that up because I work in high schools so I teach um, nutrition classes in high schools. Uh, as well as tabling and counseling and other things. Um, but in my classes, I talk a lot about how, um, you know, health is not about weight. And there's so much more to health and nutrition than what you look like um, or, you know, what other people think of your plate. It's is how does it make you feel. And that includes, you know, happiness as well. And the kids, girls and boys alike, really struggle with that concept. Mm-hmm. They They will say to me, yes, health is not, an appearance but then when I say okay so you know is it healthy to have you know pasta and is it healthy to have brownies and whatever and they say no because I will be fat so it's just it's already there and I teach freshmen so they're 14 and that that's so scary to me I'm like we're already here and they're so young right it
1: is scary and again it's going back to all the images and messages that they're getting. And to be perfectly honest with you, too, I think nutrition is so confusing. If you look at all of the different weight loss programs, eating programs, you can literally think... What do we eat? Because (laughs) one program says I should eat high fat. The other one says I should eat no fat. One says I shouldn't eat eggs. One should say I I should eat eggs. And to be a teenager and trying to just get through life and teenagehood, it's hard enough. enough. And teenagers don't always control the food at home either. So that can be an obstacle for them. And then you have the challenge of access to healthy foods and if you're used to cheese puffs and brownies and pasta and mac and cheese brussels sprouts are probably not going to be super appealing to you right so it does take time and they're still growing and learning and so I think it's also just simply confusing with all the different messages
0: honestly my favorite thing to say to people as a dietitian is like I wish you knew less about nutrition (laughs) because knowing more does not help that's,
1: exa- and, that's very true and,
0: and so much of our like quote unquote information comes from people who aren't registered dietitians or don't have any background in nutrition science and they just are like oh I ate carrots and celery juice all day and I'm fine so you should do it too and it's right. you know everyone's body is different and, and just because they like look good uh, mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're
1: actually healthy that's exactly right and so also the part where we integrate running into our program it you don't have to be a runner and we don't necessarily teach the girls how to run we teach the girls how to move forward and have healthy activity because whether it's walking hopping skipping jumping or running you have to move forward in life and you have to have a healthy physical activity in life whether it's bike riding or like I said walking hopping skipping jumping and so we integrate running. We don't say, let's shave off time from your last lap last yeah. week. It's, that's not what it's about. And we have girls who, who do take to the running. They mm-hmm. just, you can see that they it like connect, it. they love it. And they're going to be a runner. It's going to serve them well throughout their whole life. Right. You have other girls who really take to having the physical, walking and getting fresh air and moving and stretching after being inside a classroom all day and that's going to serve them well too so I think it's also confusing when you the nutrition aspect is confusing and then there are these messages that you need to be working out every day an hour a day you know tough mutter or um, (laughs) these incredibly difficult workouts and really it's about movement yeah And just getting your body moving and what works for you and feels good to you. And so I think that's the other power of when all the girls come together to do the celebratory 5K. They see some girls running. They see some girls jogging and walking. They see some girls walking completely. They see some girls doing twirls on the 5K. Course 5K (laughs) course and that that's moving and she feels good and she's getting her blood flowing and and fresh air and so I think that combination of not the pressure of you have to learn how to be a fast runner because this is a running program that's not it at all you have to learn what works for your body and and treat it well and get some movement yeah
0: I always say that to to patients like you just need to to move whatever that is for you know 30 minutes couple times maybe five times a week Um, but you know it doesn't have to be running and they the go-to for people is always like oh I'll go on a walk and it's like well if you don't like walking it's okay to choose something else
1: (laughs) right there's a lot of options out there and and I think that's so important for them to learn too maybe it is bike riding maybe it is rollerblading whatever it is just move and I think once the girls the session is over they notice that they miss that part especially with recesses being so short yeah. or non-existent, to be able to get outside at the end, the end of an afternoon and move and get some fresh air, especially in the winter when they're yeah. so packed in there. Coaches and teachers say to me, well, how are we going to do this in the winter? I mean, it's going to be cold and icy. And, and I'll say, yep, you're right, but you won't believe – How the girls will put their coats on and say, let's at least do one lap outside just to get outside and get some fresh air. And then, of course, we say to them, if you allow them to walk or run in the hallway, that's the biggest bonus ever because whoever gets to run in the hallway.
0: (laughs) That's huge. I really want to go back to my elementary school and run (laughs) in the hallway
1: because I never got to do that. Right. So they'll find a way and it still feels good. That's awesome.
0: How do you communicate that? that it's not only for like athletic girls because i can see someone having that you know misconception that girls on the run is only for you know someone who's into running.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that is definitely a challenge because families see the girls on the run title and they think, "Oh, that's not for us." Yeah. So really it's working with teachers and counselors and educating them and saying we really need you to reach out to families of different girls who this would really resonate with them and what's not resonating with them might be the team competitive sports but i also it's important that girls who are really enjoying soccer or lacrosse this is for them too right because it's about a team but it's individual as well and again it goes back to the six c's it's not teaching them how to run so every girl needs it but you you try not to get tripped up mm-hmm. by the title, so to speak, yeah. um, and have them know that it's, it's fun and it's about movement and we're going to come together and, and do a 5K and everyone's going to complete it. It doesn't matter how long it takes you, you're going to do it. And so that's the message. So that's definitely a little bit of a challenge.
0: What do you say to girls who are like having a hard time getting into it? I know some some of the lessons can be kind of you know out there and very like happy with all the star power and everything um and i was a rather sassy child and i'm not sure that i would have um, been you know all in how do you get someone like that to be like hey like this is this is going to help you later even if you don't love it now
1: right well i think it depends on the girl and her willingness to try yeah and so I would say that sure the first couple lessons there might be some girls who aren't maybe participating or maybe uh, not having the best attitude <laughs> yeah. but I think once they start to see that the other girls are enjoying it and it really is fun it's not yes we're teaching them lifelong skills but they're not sitting at a table yeah it's
0: not like decisions class no, in not high not school
1: at <laughs> not at all that's
0: what my health class was actually called it was called decisions
1: well that's a marketing fiasco (laughs) nobody would take that Um, so I think and then we have such awesome coaches who know how to recognize the girls who are maybe not all in in the beginning and finding different ways to bring them into the lessons whether it's they lead the warm up or they hand out the uh, markers to someone and that they, they try to engage them differently And then before you know it, they really are part of that team and they're having fun and they don't even realize all that they're learning and and benefiting from it because they're there. And so many of the girls say that they have new friends and they have a new... Uh, when they walk in the hallways now they're saying hi to girls that they would have never said hi before so there's also that kind of ripple effect where maybe they don't love the lesson when they first start but they love the community that they're now part of
0: yeah I think that's a great thing to bring up that you know activity and doing something together um, especially outside or a sport can make you closer and you don't have to have that much else in common you have that sport like I think i had friends you know in high school who danced and i danced and we had literally nothing in common um and like other people in our high school would have been shocked that we were friends but like we were because you know you spend hours sweating together you're gonna be friends sweat makes friends fast right (laughs) (laughs) so i was wondering if you have any like advice for coaches or parents about like how to talk to girls about body image or positivity
1: I think whenever possible, when you see the media messages, even if you do it in a joking way, um, to say that's not realistic, or oh, look, more airbrushing, or I've never seen anyone look like that in my entire life. And I've lived a really long time, (laughs) and I've been to different places. And also, I think. We all have to try to do better about the negative self-talk and especially Definitely. women with young girls. We just can't say it about ourselves in front of them. We owe yeah. them, we owe ourselves that and we owe them that to stop it and to to catch ourselves. And I think it would be such a powerful message for a little girl to hear her aunt, her grandmother, her mom, her whomever say, Oh, I just said something negative about myself. I shouldn't have done that. I have a lot of great qualities or I'm going to, let's turn that negative statement I just made around. Can you help me turn it around? Yeah. So I think being honest about it and realizing that we all trip up, but we have to change it. We have to turn it around and having her learn how to turn that negative self-talk around would be a really positive lesson. And you know, even magazines or Pinterest or Instagram or whenever the opportunity comes up to just say, now, you know, that's not real, right? Yeah. Um, We can all go check out Instagram versus reality on Reddit. Exactly. So, but it's hard for all of us. And I think if we can just acknowledge even that, it's hard for all of us. We're all getting messages, no matter how old we are, our size or our shape or our height or our abilities or our physical limitations, there's all these negative messages out there. And I think trying to work together with the girls to make it positive and start to not believe those messages would be a step in the right direction. Yeah. I think it was Brene Brown who gave an example, and I, I, I don't mean to misquote her, but she said something um, like if all the women in the, just this country stopped using makeup. The financial crash would be st- more than when 9-11 and the air- airlines crash happened um, because the financial repercussions. I mean, that is a conglomerate yeah. that has us by the neck, yeah. and we have to start to turn that around.
0: Yeah, I actually, when you were talking about, you know, having a mom or an aunt say something about, um, you know, what they're saying is negative and it could be positive instead I remember you know my mom doesn't wear makeup at all and never has um I don't think she's even ever bought any makeup in her life um and so I I have three brothers and a dad and her and I never was exposed to makeup it's not something that I ever did except for like dance theater Mm -hmm. like whatever and I have no problem waking up and leaving the house you know three minutes later because it's 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 such a blessing that I didn't realize I had until I got to college and there were girls, you know, in the bathroom for 20, 30, 40 minutes every morning and and I would be like, oh, can, can I use the sink to wash my hands? And they'd be like, oh, I just have to finish putting my face on as if like their face isn't good enough, right. like as it is.
1: Right. I remember in college we had to write a, an essay and I actually wrote about how putting the mask on every morning aka my makeup yeah um really was literally a mask for me yeah to make it seem as though I was okay I was happy I felt great about myself let's all be honest no no on all three but then at night I would wash you know have the cleanser and I was you know 18 for god's sakes and the cleanser and the the lotion and this and that and the the teeth and the hair and that's when I was the real me and that's when I'd be in the hallway with my girlfriends and in our dorm rooms with my girlfriends and that was the real me but I grew up very much that you didn't go anywhere without makeup on right you had to sort of put that armor almost on um, to make it look as though everything was fine and you were you know part of part of the female feminine population yeah
0: and i think it's such an important message for girls to hear if they think they're wearing makeup like to impress guys or whatever they don't care at all no. um no. my dad actually says what's wrong with you if i have makeup on like he thinks i look weird um right. and i just think you know we're doing this to ourselves like no one's pushing that on us so maybe if all women banded together
1: and we're like hey like Let's just be us how we are. Right. Even if we decided for one week, yeah. let's not buy any makeup products yeah. just for seven days. Yeah. No mascara, no whatever it is for you. Don't buy it. Yeah. And let's see what the ripple effect is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think companies like Dove are starting to show real women, which I think is fantastic. Oh, yeah. But it's right now it's still a drop in the bucket. And I Great. hope that that starts to Um, ripple effect more and more companies do that because it really does impact all of us and and for me the the older I grow it actually becomes more of a challenge so it's it's not less it's more and that's why I so wish I had had girls on the run early on and throughout my life
0: of course yeah so I know this is kind of jumping um, off topic, but I know that you were previously the director of alcohol and other drug prevention, Ed, is that right? A very
1: long time <laughs> Yeah,
0: ago. I found that out uh, at Fairfield University. Yes. Okay, cool. So um, related to eating disorders, mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol are often very connected. Mm-hmm. Did you see that a lot when you were in that job?
1: We did. Um, we saw it a lot. We saw um, a lot of young girls working out for hours we saw girls um, you know eating packets of hot chocolate and that would be all she would have for the day Yeah. Um, and these were bright you know smart wonderful women and young women and it was all about how they looked and they were literally killing themselves yeah and I think there were times where we would see during the week um, maybe some girls would struggle with um, over exercising eating very very little mm-hmm. um, and then on the weekends would drink excessively yeah so it you know, it's, it's, it's actually easy.
0: called drunkorexia okay See, I didn't
1: know that. Yeah. I, where were you many I, years ago? <laughs> I don't know if this term was created. Um, it's good. but it's accurate. Yes. And so it was both ends of the spectrum in terms of unhealthy living in a week. Yeah. And so also you can imagine the effects of alcohol when you have nothing in your stomach but celery as you gave yeah. the example before or <laughs> carrot juice or you know, whatever it might be. Um, and then of course, Sunday would roll around and they'd say oh my gosh I drank so much and I now I have to work out even more on Sunday and the whole cycle would start again yeah and so it was it was very challenging at times you would think what do we address first do we yeah
0: that was one of my questions like do you address the drugs and alcohol problem or the eating disorder
1: well I think when we would start to ask ourselves the team would ask ourselves where do we start with this young woman it always came down to how she felt about herself. Yeah. That's where that it doesn't Self-esteem. matter. Self esteem. Self esteem. Because she was over drinking on the weekends because she felt uncomfortable socially. Yeah. She didn't want to be rejected by right. you know, who she was attracted to. Um, she wanted to fit in, whatever her reasons would be. And then the same thing with eating disorder. She wanted to feel more beautiful. She wanted to fit in. She didn't like who she was, Mm -hmm. so she wasn't eating and exercising. She didn't like who she she was, so she was over-drinking. So it was the same issue. Yeah. So we had to go back to, you are fantastic, and we need to unlearn the negative self-talk that you have, which is not going to happen overnight. Not at all. (laughs) And... Because then we are, in fact, addressing both issues, but we're getting to the root cause. And the root cause is you don't like yourself for some unknown reason. Right. And that's why you're doing this to yourself.
0: Yeah. I wanted to bring it up because I think it's something people don't realize all the time, that if it's mostly correlated with bulimia. But if someone has bulimia, they are, like, two to four times more likely to develop alcoholism.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. so you know if alcoholism and bulimia run in your family you know, it, it makes
1: sense right. that they're there together right the woman who started girls on the run molly barker mm-hmm. who's an amazing woman and i highly recommend any for ted talks you know her mother was an alcoholic yeah um, and then molly became an alcoholic as well and that's one of the many reasons why she started girls on the run was to create that toolbox for girls so that they would have a life of self-esteem and confidence and, yeah. care and, and not compassion. fall into that trap exactly and so again it goes back to that self-worth teaching girls their self-worth not based on looks and not based on how others um judge you right
0: so we're gonna have to wrap but I <laughs> sadly um but I like to ask every guest what their favorite food is because I think a lot of times we you know don't like to honor our favorite foods or have them but if we like them we should have them so um want to be food positive okay bread <laughs> bread <laughs> that's awesome like what kind of bread
1: <laughs> any any. um like good bakery oh bread. yeah warm crusty with butter. yeah oh yeah um and then the thai would be pizza specifically deep dish <laughs> oh that's delicious. Are you from Chicago? I am not, but I should have been.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Because currently I live in New Haven and we're really all about the thin crust. Right. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a
1: fan. Listen, I'd eat it. Okay. But I'm not a fan.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm a big fan of the mashed potato pizza.
1: Yes. You can't go wrong. Yeah.
0: So... It's yeah. like kind of a deep dish and a thin crust all in one. All in one. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Whoever
1: thought that, that was brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you, bar pizza. <laughs> um, but thank you so much, Nancy. It was great to have you on oh, today. Oh, thank you so much. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you learned something from Nancy. I definitely did. Um, if you're interested in getting involved in Girls on the Run, there's information in the uh, like comments um, or, you know, section below the podcast on any app that you're interested in. Um, You can always reach out to me directly at worthyourwildnutrition at gmail.com and I will give you the information. Other than that, I know there are several of you who have sent in questions um, and I am getting to them. I have been working on a third bonus episode, so uh, if you've sent in a question, especially you Liz, I've got it, we're working on it. We will address that within the next couple weeks on a bonus episode. So stay tuned um, and have a wonderful, wonderful week.